live back at the Haymaker Restaurant at Tatum and Bell. Pretty soon it's going to be called the Haymaker Sports Grill. And a couple of weeks ago we had uh, Jesse Friedman on. And Jesse's got a podcast, and we thought we'd get Jesse back on and uh, obviously to push the podcast, and we, we want to talk some Diamondbacks. So, Jesse, it's uh, good to have you back on, and uh, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find your uh, podcast and everything. And I'll before you start it, I'll say it is an excellent podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts, I'm telling you. Jesse knows a lot of stuff about the Diamondbacks. He knows the minor leagues, and he knows all of baseball. How you doing, yeah, Jesse? Yeah, I uh... Yeah, I appreciate your uh, your plug there. Uh, everyone can find the podcast on iTunes if you just search for The Rattle. And we're also on Twitter at, at the Rattle AZ. Thanks Jesse, for joining us, Jesse, by the way. Yeah, t- good to have you on, Jesse. And uh, we'll have to get you down here during a remote when the uh, Haymaker, the, the, change the name from the Haymaker Restaurant, the Haymaker Sports Grill here in a couple of weeks. And uh, Ed and I are going to be at the stadium on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with our passes next week. So maybe we'll... Uh, get a chance to uh, meet up with you but Jesse you know we were talking earlier about Patrick Corbin and we got into the debate I don't think there's really any chance that the Diamondbacks are going to move him out of the starting rotation but what are they going to do with with Patrick Corbin you're considered a contender now and you can't go in with a guy that's going to give up three four and five runs in the first two innings of the game Right. Patrick Corbin in the month of May had an ERA of right at nine. Obviously, yesterday he wasn't a whole lot better in Miami. And I agree. Now that now that you've officially staked your claim as being a contender in a very good National League West division, you really can't run out a guy every fifth day who's got an ERA of, of five and a half like Corbin does right now. Um, I think that the Diamondbacks, although I think they're going to give him some time, they're going to give him some more outings to try to get back to where he was in April. Um, But I do think there's a chance that they consider moving Corbin to the bullpen if these issues continue. A lot of people think of Corbin last year as being a guy who really struggled uh, also throughout the entire season. But he actually was very effective out of the bullpen last year as a Diamondback. So I wonder if they would consider moving him into that role if these struggles don't subside soon. And then who would end up being the starter? Are we looking at Randall Delgado or possibly even Jorge De La Rosa? Yeah, I think you could see Randall Delgado based on what he's done so far. I think they were really just expecting to use him for a spot start or two just to get by, but he has been really effective in the rotation, a, a spot that he really hasn't played in about four years. I think 2013 was the last right. year that Randall Delgado was in an MLB starting rotation. So he's been very impressive. I think they could look to the minor leagues potentially with Anthony Bonda and Brady Shipley, uh, potentially warranting call-ups in the future of this season. My guess is that with Jorge De La Rosa, they would probably leave him in the bullpen just because although he has a long history of being a starting pitcher, I don't know if you're going to get much more out of him than you would out of Corbin at this point in his career. Um, but he has been effective out in the bullpen, and my expectation is that he'll probably stay there for the time being. Okay, and the other one that I have is uh, we knew that, that they were going to have to make a move, and Zach Godley, because he, he still has – he's able to go up and down. He's, nobody can claim him on waivers, so they send him down. Does that mean that Jake Barrett and Ruby De La, or, uh, Ruby De La Rosa are not ready to go? Because I'll tell you one thing. I understand the Godley thing. But I'm not sold on Silvino Bracho being a Major League Baseball player. 
I think mm-hmm. he's going to be good in the minor leagues. He's got the high fastball, but he just hasn't been able to adapt to it. Why did they bring up Bracho and not Barrett or De La Rosa? Are they not ready yet? Yeah, at this point, there haven't been too many reports coming out of uh, AAA as to where De La Rosa and Barrett are at. I know they're, they're pitching down there um, on a consistent basis, but uh, apparently at this point, they don't really see it with De La Rosa and Barrett being able to jump onto the Major League roster. And although Gracho hasn't been too effective in his time uh, with the Major League club of late, he does have a little bit of experience up here, and he continues to dominate in AAA. He's one of those guys who just really had trouble putting it together at the big league level. And as a 24-year-old, I think they still have some hope for him, and that's why I'm thinking they probably brought up Gracho rather than those other two guys. Jesse, how tough has it been to watch? And I know Fernando Rodney had a pretty good month of May, but, you know, you always know that it, the possibility of them going out there and blowing one is always there. Do you see them making a move, or how long do you see them sticking with Fernando and, and what that might uh, what that might cost them? Yeah, Fernando Rodney is, is 40 years old. He's a guy who is he's filled this role in his career for years and years and years and to be perfectly honest i've sensed with tori lovello that he's a very loyal person he's not a guy who's going to mix people up in roles that they're not comfortable with i really think that as long as fernando rodney is an arizona diamondback as long as he's pitching somewhat respectively like he is now given what he did in the month of may i really don't see the diamondbacks moving him out of that role anytime soon as far as potentially making an acquisition at the trade deadline, uh, there is there's a possibility there that they could maybe chase after someone. I know, although, like I mentioned on the last time I was on this show, the Diamondbacks don't exactly have a farm system welling with talent right now. They don't have a lot of pieces that they can move and get, you know, an Araldus Chapman equivalent uh, into this team. So I think the Diamondbacks might be stuck with Fernando Rodney for the remainder of this season as much as a lot of us might, you know, kind of shy at that idea, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what Arizona decided to do. With the draft coming up, and one of the things I always marvel at is the silence that the MLB draft comes mm-hmm. around, whereas with basketball and football, it's like broadcast across the world. But with mm-hmm. the, the draft coming up, do they have their eyes set on any particular player or any holes that they're looking to try to fill? You know, with the MLB draft, it, it, there's a reason it doesn't get the attention that the NBA draft and the NFL draft does. And I think it's mainly because you, you don't know what the future holds for any of these guys. Some of these guys might not even make it past double A. There just isn't that level of assurance that you have with the NBA and the NFL where most of the players are coming right into the, into the major league, the, the, the NBA or the NFL or whatever that may be and they're contributing right away. I think the Diamondbacks are just going to try to load themselves with as much talent as they possibly can. Right now, you're looking probably a few years down the road for the guys that you're going to draft this year uh, for when they actually start performing for you. And I think the Diamondbacks, more than trying to fill any specific positions, they're probably just looking to add as much talent into that farm system which, as I mentioned before, is probably dead last in baseball right now. I think they're just going to try to go get any pieces that they can find that they think could be all-star or potentially superstar contributors in the future. 
Yeah, and that's what we see with the uh, MLB draft now. Teams are are really going for maybe the college player who just got finished playing who maybe could step in immediately mm-hmm. or maybe even a year away. And, you know, Jesse, we talk a little bit about the Diamondbacks and, the, and their minor league system. You know, granted, it's not what it used to be, but I'll tell you what, we've seen some nice young players down there, and I'm not sure how much you follow it, but Brad Keller and Taylor Clark and uh, John Duplantier, they've got a lot of young arms, Jared Miller, Alex Young, Curtis Taylor, they're still a couple of years away, so I don't think their minor leagues is as far off as uh, people say that it really is. Granted, they can't come up right now and compete, but there's one guy that I wanted to ask you about. I know with the injury to Gregor uh, Blanco, we don't know what the situation is going to be with that, and we're not sure about Socrates. You know, what about Oswaldo Arcia down at Reno? He has just lit it up, and I know he was with the Twins, and he's – just had a great season down there. Any talk of him maybe coming up if Blanco's going to be out for an extended period of time? I think Oswaldo Arcia, like I mean, like you mentioned, he's had a phenomenal season at AAA. I saw yesterday he had a 480-foot home run. Just a guy with a lot of power. Um, my expectation for him is that he'll probably be more of a depth guy if you saw – uh, maybe a corner outfielder get hurt at some point this season. I think Arcia could get the call up. At the same time, this new regime with Mike Hazen and all of the new front office members that they have brought in have really been stressing defense. And that isn't something that Oswaldo Arcia has really ever been able to contribute to in a big way during his career. He's always been kind of a Yasmani Tomas, a guy who's going to, he could hit 30 home runs if you give him a full season, but he's probably not going to hit for that high of a batting average, and he's not going to contribute too much defensively. So I think for right now, I think the Diamondbacks probably see Arcia as valuable depth in AAA, which is something you need over the course of a long season. You need guys like that. But I'm not sure if they're really going to see him as someone to plug in to an everyday spot in the lineup anytime soon. And then, you know, obviously Jeremy Hazelbaker w- would be the, the the other one that they look at. You know, this team will be coming home. They get, they got the uh, Brewers, like we said, we're going to be there for uh, those games. So they get a chance to really come home and maybe uh, stretch out. I think they got the Padres the first uh, three games, and then they got the Brewers, and they got the Tigers, the Phillies, you know, back out, you know, and the Rockies. So they come home for like six games. This is really – I know everybody said the – the schedule that just played where they had a lot of, you know, games against teams. But this next one coming up where you're expected to beat the Padres and the Brewers, then they got Detroit and Philadelphia. To me, that's really the schedule. And, and Here's where you got to get fat. This is where the teams yeah. really, really got to get fat. So mm-hmm. what do you expect to see uh, when they come home? You, you, you think they're going to – obviously Corbin's going to get another start, give him another opportunity. Is he going to stay as the number two in the end, or are they, they, they're going to shift him around? I don't know if the order of the rotation is something they're really all that concerned with at this point. I, I think Robbie Ray right now is uh, probably your number two starter as far as talent, but he's somewhere else in the order. Taiwan Walker has been effective, but I think he started the season as their number four. I don't know if they're really going to pay a whole lot of attention to the order uh, moving forward, but as I mentioned before, I think Corbin is probably there to stay uh, for a, a little while as long as he's giving the team – some semblance of a chance to win. I, I think Corbin is probably going to take his turn every fifth day. Um, but like what you guys were saying, this is a time in the season where you have an opportunity to really get back, to really bank a lot of wins. 
over the course of a long season, you really need to take advantage of stretches like this. And so far, the Diamondbacks have. They're beating uh, the Pirates. They're beating the Brewers and the White Sox and the Padres and the Mets and these teams that are lower tier and these teams that the Diamondbacks are proving that they're better than. And I think it's exciting to see even more of these games coming up here in the near future. And the Diamondbacks have an opportunity to really uh, make some strides here to maybe try to get in first place in the division so that later in the season when the schedule isn't so friendly, they have those wins in store and they're ready to take on whatever comes next. All right, Jesse, we'll wrap it up. I want to say uh, thanks for coming on. And one more time, where can people find your podcast and everything? We're going to have you on again. Yeah, you can find the podcast on iTunes if you just search for The Rattle or on Twitter. You can find us at at The Rattle AZ. All right, thanks, Jesse. It's good to have you on, Ed. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. We appreciate it, man. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Absolutely. My pleasure. You got it. Well, this I mean, he's so knowledgeable, and I really appreciate him coming on. And, yes. I, I, you know, sometimes I get caught up just listening to you guys because you, you just, you, you know, I follow baseball, obviously, but obviously you're really entrenched, and I am as well. But like I said, I just enjoy listening sometimes. So you listen to the Easy Sports Talk Show on NBC Sports Radio, 1060 AM, as well as KSLX, 100.7 HD Channel 2. Flows, the show has flown by. One last segment coming up. We'll wrap everything up after this break. We're at the Haymaker, 